Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during Go Global Week 2021 and features Queen's University students Robin Gillis, Brendan Crummy and Ryan Lavelle and is hosted by Conleth Burns and Rory McGrillan. Good afternoon everyone and welcome to our first Go Global Week information session. In fact, this is our first information session of the new semester, so it's great to see so many of you are able to join us. In terms of today, guys, if you have any questions throughout this session, please feel free to enter them into the chat. What we are going to cover today is basically an introduction to our team. We're then going to look at the international opportunities for you to study, work or volunteer in the US and Canada. And in between sort of providing information on those opportunities, we are kindly joined today by three Queen's students. And what they are going to do is uh, give you an overview and an insight into the international programs that they participated on. So say they've kindly joined us today. We have Robin, we have Brendan, and we have Ryan. So it'll be good for you to hear about their experiences, what they did and what they gained from those international experiences. Okay. so. Before we look at the opportunities that are available, uh, we do need to mention the ongoing challenge of COVID. So it does still feel very strange to be talking to you today about global opportunities, given the situation that's ongoing. Although a degree of normality has returned, we are still experiencing the effect of the pandemic in many ways. In terms of last year, some of the opportunities that we previous, previously promoted were canceled. However, some of the other opportunities we obviously then changed to virtual offerings. This brought on a new way of us to allow us to work and also looked to allow us to sort of reevaluate what we offered. In terms of university, uh, they had taken the decision not to allow students to travel in semester one last year. But during semester two, as the situation started to ease, we were able to get some students out on both study and work placements. Although there are a few opportunities that will not be what take place during this academic year, still due to the pandemic, we are still able to offer a good range of both study work and volunteering opportunities. In terms of sort of the guidance, um, the guidance is updated on a regular basis and the university is closely monitoring the situation as well as the advice that is provided on the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office website. We're hopeful that as we do move forward into sort of the next this semester and semester two, we'll be able to return to a full complement of offerings. Okay, so in terms of our team, well, let me first of all introduce myself. My name is Roy McGrillan, and I'm a development officer within the Global Opportunities Team. I have worked within the department for nearly five years now, and I very much feel it's a very exciting department to work in. We get to speak with students and see students travel internationally on a, a program for a week, on a program for a year. And when they return from those programs, they really do sort of it will tell us how much they gained from it and how much they enjoyed it. In terms of the department as a, as a whole, we are a small team of six and we are based in the Student Guidance Centre. Our aim is very much to promote and support students with international study work and volunteering programmes abroad. We also engage with students on a daily basis, and that's through email, through video calls, and we have weekly drop-in sessions on a Tuesday and on a Thursday. 
We also run a range of information sessions throughout both semester and semester one, semester two. So for example, after Go Global Week, we have organizations that will be running very specific information sessions on the programs that they provide. So in terms of today, it's very much about giving you an insight into the opportunities. We wanna encourage everyone to review our website, find out more themselves about the programs, come along to the information sessions, and basically get that enthusiasm going about the opportunities that are available. In terms of booking an appointment to speak with us in person, you can do this through my future. And these appointments take place on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and they're just sort of short 15 minute chats just for ourselves. And what we can do is give you an overview of the programs as a whole, or else delve into one specific program in more detail, looking at the eligibility criteria, the application process, and also for discussing if we can link you with a, a past participant. Okay, so at this stage, I now wanna pass you on to Conneth, who's gonna begin looking at the opportunities available in the US. Thanks very much, Rory. So, so yeah, we're, we're gonna start um, with the US and the programs we're gonna talk about are Study USA, the, the Washington Iron Program, Project Children, USNI, um, the Rian Immigrant Center, um, Mountbatten, George Moore Scholarship, and then the, the Queen's Club Leadership and New York Career Development Programs. So I'll start off with, with Study USA. Um, this is a fantastic opportunity run through uh, the British Council. Um, it's very competitive, um, and as applications for this session or this program are accepted from all institutions in the North, um, there are approximately 60 to 70 places available. Um, and last year we had, we usually have around about 30 of those places to Queen's students. Um, the, the program itself allows students to go spend uh, one academic year in a US college um, or university um, studying business uh, and or STEM related uh, subjects, but you don't need to be from that background in order to apply. It's open to any NA, UK or EU uh, undergraduate student, um, but you must apply in your second year to go out the following year. Um, so after study US, you do your study USA year, you return to your normal degree pathway. That means that um, if you're on a three-year course, your your total um, time at Queen's will be four years to that. It adds on a year to your degree. Um, it's a very well-funded program with um, the your tuition fees, um, which uh, are very expensive in the US anyway, um, your room and board, uh, a book allowance and one return flight, all covered by the programme. So roughly when we calculate that up, it amounts to about 35 grand, which is which is brilliant and um, to get covered. And um, there is a participation fee of 1,500 pounds. However, if you are in receipt of a maintenance grant, this um, this 1,500 pounds could be waived. Um, there, uh, Apart from that um, fee, there are a few other um, costs, obviously the likes of visas, uh, your, your travel and your health insurance um, and, and your general living expenses as well. Um, applications they usually open around about November time um, and close around about December. Um, and we'll actually be running an information session specifically on this programme um, on the 20th of October and another one on the 3rd of November. Um, and there'll be a representative from British Council um, at that session to talk about the programme. Um, for those sessions, you can register through My Future. And also at the, the Go Global International Fair, um, the British Council will be represented there, or Study USA will be represented um, at a stall. So if you haven't already registered for the fair, that takes place um, on Wednesday. Um, and also, we'll have a couple of students that we'll be chatting to later on today 
who have been out on the Study USA programs, they'll be able to talk about their experience. So the next program is the Washington Iron Program, uh, another fantastic opportunity uh, to experience um, some of the beauty of the US. Um, like Study USA, it's it's very prestigious um, and a competitive program to get onto. Um, some some notable alumni from uh, the the program include the, the former Irish Taoiseach and, and now Tomista, um Leo Varadkar. Um, the program itself aims to uh, inspire and develop the future leaders of tomorrow um, through personal development, uh, policy debate, um, and also community service as well. Um, although the program itself is 12 months, uh, you'd only actually spend eight weeks of it in the US, and that's on a summer internship, either in Washington, DC, or in New York. And previous uh, internships that we've heard from students have included the likes of uh, mayoral offices or even in the House of Congress. Um, the other time you would spend um, before you go out would be preparing for your time in the US, um, and on your return, you would uh, undertake some community service and advocacy. Um, during your time in the US, you would live with a host family, um, which is great because it, it, it obviously cuts down on your accommodation costs. In terms of eligibility, um, it's open to any full-time undergrad or postgrad student. However, there are restrictions on nationality or citizenship. So applicants must be born in the Republic of Ireland or Northern Ireland, or be a citizen of Ireland or Northern Ireland, or regard Ireland or Northern Ireland as, as home. Now that can be open to a bit of interpretation. Um, I would suggest the best way of finding out if you're eligible is either go on to the, the, the Washington Ireland program website, which is just at the bottom of the screen there, <coughs> or um, the Washington Ireland will actually be at the fair on Wednesday, and one of the representatives will be able to, to answer all your questions um, at that. In terms of costs, the program costs approximately um, £1,200, um, quite plainly similar to, to Study USA. And again, you could you can apply for a, a scholarship if you're in receipt of grants. Um, that means that the program itself covers your accommodation, and your flights, your visa fees, um, and also they provide a weekly stipend um, to cover the likes of travel costs. Again, we'll be running an information session, a standalone information session later in the year, and that'll be on Wednesday, the 24th of November. You can see all these information sessions on my future. The next program we'll talk about is Project Children. Um, another well, really well-funded program, and this is a, a summer program. Um, it runs for seven weeks in total. The first week of that, you would be you would spend volunteering on a community project with Habitat for Humanity. By the way, Habitat for Humanity are also represented at the fair on Wednesday, if you want to talk to those guys. Um, the other six weeks you would spend on the program uh, on an internship with a US company. My previous internships have included with have included um, being with uh, elected representatives offices, museums and, and media outlets as well. Um, like the Washington Iron program, you would stay with a host family. Again, that's great because it covers your costs. Um, in terms of the places that are available, um, it, again, it can be quite competitive. There's only 20 to 25 places that are up for grabs. Um, we had we had 12 students participating in the programme in 2019, and 2020, the summer 2020, and this summer, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, and the programme has been cancelled, but we would hope that for next summer, and the programme will go ahead, although we have to get clarification on that. In terms of eligibility for the programme, it's open to full-time undergrad and postgrad students. 
However, you must be between 18 and 24 and hold a UK or, or uh, Irish passport or be a resident of the UK or Ireland or um, Northern Ireland, obviously. Um, similar to Study USA um, and the Washington Ireland program, uh, this program did a lot of the a lot of the, um, the uh, costs are covered um, with this program. So uh, you actually, in terms of what you would have to pay, um, the program fee is around about hundred pounds. There's a hundred and sixty dollar processing fee for um, uh, your your visa, um, and also the likes of travel insurance and spending money you would have to cost yourself. So the accommodation and flights are all covered by the program. As I said. Um, although the program was cancelled in the last couple of summers, we would hope that it'll uh, it'll be going ahead for next summer. Um, and we're just literally waiting for pro for clarification from Project Children on that. And um, as soon as we hear that, we'll put up details of maybe an information session on my future, um, so that um, you can come along to. The next program is that I'm going to just talk about is the USNI mentorship program. Um, this is open to students in their final year and also recent graduates. Um, it's an opportunity for students to take undertake a year's paid placement in a leading corporation in the US. Uh, not only is it paid, um, but uh, you would get the experience in a major US city and like, like, working life in a US city. Um, the, the program itself aims to develop um, future business leaders um, and entrepreneurs um, of Northern Ireland. You would uh, develop a bit, um, uh, uh, an understanding of U.S. business, build a strong network of contacts, improve your business management and leadership skills, um, and contribute to the prosperity of Northern Ireland, um, and join an, a growing alumni network in, in the U.S. Um, placements um, in the past have included the likes of Coca-Cola, HBO, Moet Hennessy, KPMG, Teneo, IBM. So fantastic opportunities in, in, in huge um, organizations. And these opportunities have been based in uh, New York, Chicago, and Atlanta. Um, it is again like like Study USA and Washington Ireland and Project Children. It's a competitive program, so if you are interested, our suggestion would be is you know get on and, and, and look at the information and, and start to think about applying. There's about ten places um, available on the program, um, and we've had we've had students going out over the last few years. Um, we are waiting on clarification whether this program will go ahead in 2022. We hope it would, um, because it is a fantastic opportunity. Um, so just keep an eye on my future, and that's where we will be, um, you know, uh, promoting these opportunities and making students aware of that they're, that they're going for for next year. So I will hand back to Rory, um, who will cover a few more programs now. Okay, thanks, Conneth. So I suppose Conneth touched on a, a sort of interesting point there. There has been a lot of sort of travel restrictions in terms of going to the US, so a few of the programs are obviously still to be confirmed. Uh, the next organization I would like to introduce you to is called the Rian Immigrant Centre. Uh, Queens and the centre have very good links, and in fact, a number of Queens alumni have worked for the centre. Um, the centre's aim is basically to support immigrants coming to the US and immigrants in the US. Um, the centre is based in Boston and they are a J-1 visa sponsor for students who wish to work in the US for up to one year. So if you have secured a work placement or you are on the lookout for work placement, this is a J-1 visa sponsor we would recommend. Quite often we get a lot of questions from students asking can they go through this process themselves and sort of cut down the costs. 
if you are looking to complete a placement in the US or, or work for up to a year, uh, you can't do that process on your own. You need to approach a sort of approved US government sponsor. Uh, the reason that we would sort of approve or we'd recommend the Rian Immigrant Centre is that, first of all, we have that close relationship with them. Secondly, in terms of the, the students that went through the J1 process with them, there's been significant numbers from Queen's and the feedback has always been positive in terms of going through the process and the support that has been available. In terms of their Learn Exchange program, they have two programs that are available to Queen's students. The first one is their J1 one-year intern visa, and this Rian Centre will support all students to secure a visa, and that's regardless of your nationality or what passport you hold. The main criteria to access this visa sponsorship route is that you already have a placement or an offer of a job for a year lined up. So if there's a company or organisation that have offered you a placement, but you're at the stage where you will or need to apply for the visa, then I would recommend contacting the Rian Immigrant Centre and they'll be able to support you with all the paperwork and the processing of that documentation. The second programme they won, they run is their J1 Irish Work and Travel Visa or their Graduate Visa programme. This one is restricted to Irish passport holders and those students that are graduating from Queen's that want to travel to the US with work lined up. The reason it's restricted to Irish passport holders is not by choice, but an agreement between the US government and the Irish government. So what this allows sort of Irish passport holders to do is to travel out to the US without a placement or work lined up. The benefit of this program is that students then have up to 120 days to secure a placement or job offer for the year. I suppose the advantage of that is that you're on the ground in New York or Boston or Chicago and you're sort of networking and meeting with individual companies and individuals so that you can arrange interviews face to face. And it just seems uh, uh, slightly easier to get a job if you're on the ground. So say uh, we would recommend the Rian Immigrant Centre if you're looking for your J1 visa sponsorship. As I mentioned, all the good reasons why we would recommend them, but also in terms of the cost, it is very, very competitive. We've looked at some of their competitors and the fact that the centre is a non-for-profit organisation allows them to keep their costs uh, basically as low as possible. If you go onto their website, you'll be able to sort of register interest and they're hoping that the US consulate in Belfast will be able to start sort of appointments from mid-November which will allow students to travel out in placements from sort of January, February onwards. Um, so again, as I say, if you are looking for a J1 visa, we'd recommend you considering those. Okay, the Mountbatten programme has been in operation since around 1984. It's a programme that allows uh, students and young professionals to travel out to the US, and in particular New York, for a 12-month professional placement. Um, it offers students, you know, these placements with very reputable companies. So the likes of those listed on this on the sheet there, you have BlackRock, British Airways, Citibank, but they also work with sort of new startup companies, and sort of each of the companies they work with is vetted and quality assured. In terms of the program itself, there are certain eligibility criteria. So they ask that students or young professionals have secured or are on track with a two two class degree classification. They also ask that participants have at least six months sort of professional experience, and this allows them to sort of compete for these high profile positions. Uh, it's very important that I do note there is a cost associated with this program, and the cost is very high. So there's a $6,000 cost to take part. 
However, um, what this does cover is your visa coordination and probably the highest cost in there is your uh, cost of your shared accommodation. So between sort of four or five young professionals who share an apartment, uh, just about 15 minutes away from central Manhattan and your rent will be covered for the year. You also relieve, receive a monthly stipend of approximately $1,300 per month and your health coverage and health insurance will be provided as well. So although there's an upfront cost, it sort of filters back through in terms of your accommodation and your stipend. The organization offers March and August start dates. So there's a bit of flexibility there. And in terms of eligibility, it's, as I said, you know, in terms of two on two, sorry, two, two degree classification, it's open to non-US citizens and all other nationalities. Um, if you'd like further details, we'd recommend going on their website. And again, just register interest and start to build up your research on this opportunity. Okay, uh, a recent program that has been launched in the last two to three years is the George Moore Scholarships. George Moore was a very successful uh, Irish American businessman. And when he passed away, his family decided they'd like to start a, a scholarship in his memory. And in his memory, the, it was important that they recognized how important it was that he traveled the US to, to gain a master's, a master's education in Georgetown, Washington, Uni Georgetown uh, University. Uh, so what they're offering is a very highly funded um, scholarship program for students to complete a, a postgraduate master's, mainly in the US, but they will consider other worldwide universities. The scholarship itself covers uh, postgraduate fees. So as Conleth mentioned in, in the study USA, you know, US college fees range from 30,000 upwards. So they're quite substantial. This particular scholarship will cover those costs. It'll also provide funding towards your travel, your living costs, your health insurance, and is a very, very highly funded opportunity. The organization are delivering an information session on the 29th of October. And on that, during that information session, you'll get to hear from two students that are currently taking part in the program. So we have a student, Emma, who's currently out in University of Texas, and she received funding to do her postgraduate study out there. And we have another student who decided to go to uh, the University of Glasgow to complete her master's. So as I mentioned, it, it's not just US universities, but they're open to uh, other universities that have sort of specialized in sp particular research areas. And as I say, if you are interested in international postgraduate study, this is a, a very interesting program to come along and hear a bit more about. Okay, there's two programs that we haven't been able to run over the last two years. And those are the, again, these are two that are be, to be confirmed. We're hoping that we'll be able to confirm them in semester two and communicate details if they are taking are proceeding. The first one is the Queen's Global Leadership Program, which it would now be in its fifth year. And the New York Career Development Program, which took place in 2020. And we're hoping that we'll be able to run it again. Both programs involve a group of students traveling to an international location. It involves a group working on a project or a challenge. During the international trip, you'll meet with Queen's alumni and industry experts. And it'll just be an opportunity to develop your professional and your personal skills with experiencing new culture with all the group of other Queen's students. As I said, if we're able to run the programs in summer 2022, we'll be communicating the information in early in semester two. So at this stage, and I want to pass you back to Conleth.
Thanks, Rory. So um, at this point, we, um, we're going to just stop and talk to some of the students who have been out on the opportunities and, and been there and done that. So uh, I'm glad to say that we've got three students with us today, um, Robin, Brendan and Ryan. Um, and if you guys wouldn't mind uh, turning on your camera um, and mic just at this point, it would be great. Um, thanks very much, uh, folks, for coming along. It, I, like, I always say that I can talk for a half an hour about a programme, but you guys talk for 30 seconds and probably drive it even better than that. So, so what we'll do first is um, we'll just get uh, just a little bit about, about um, you know, your, an introduction kind of to yourself. So kind of like your course, your year of study, um, and your experience of, of, of Queen's to date and, and your and experience, your sorry, your experience of being out uh, on a global opportunity as well. So maybe Robin, if I get you to start. Hello, can everyone hear me? Yeah. Um, so my name is Robin and I just finished my undergrad in biochemistry in the summer. And then now I'm currently take, undertaking a science PGC here at Queen's as well. So I've had a really good experience and obviously I'm staying for my postgrad too. Um, yeah, so at USA, I went to Carlo University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it was genuinely, I still talk about it as the best experience. Um, I loved it so much. Um, unfortunately, got cut quite short because, well, about two months short because of COVID, but I still got the benefit of it and I, and I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Brilliant, thank you, Robin. And um, Brendan, if we can hear from yourself. Um, yeah, I'm Brendan. I just finished there um, my English and Film Studies degree with Queen's um, my undergrad. Um, definitely my highlight of the whole time at Queen's was doing the Study Canada, the Canadian Exchange. So I was in Queen's University in Kingston um, in Ontario. And yeah, I was there for one semester and then because of COVID, I wasn't able to do the second semester then. Um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely the best thing I did at uni and I would definitely recommend it. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Brendan. And Ryan? Hi, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Ryan and I studied philosophy uh, for my undergrad, graduated this past summer. Um, currently in London, studying law postgrad. Um, have a training contract with the firm out here. Um, and I was in the same as Robin's cohort for Study USA. Uh, I was based in Chicago, just outside downtown Chicago, and definitely the highlight of my undergrad, I would say. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Ryan. Um, do you know what? We'll stick with you, Ryan. Um, so just to, what, why did you apply for Study USA? What, what, what drove you to, to look at the application? Uh, well, I really wanted to travel, and I figured out pretty early on in my undergrad that doing that through university was probably a good way to do that because you can go for an extended period of, of time. Um, but aside from that, I wanted to beef up my CV, you know, for when I graduate. Absolutely believe that had I not done study essay, I wouldn't have got uh, this opportunity in London. It definitely helped me get to where I am today. So things like that, you know, picking up new skills and having evidence to support those skills and those experience experiences um, was really why I wanted to apply. And um, we'll stick with Study USA. So, Robin, same same question to yourself. Why? What made you apply for for the program? Um. So, as a science student, most of my friends were doing traditional placements, working in a lab, and I knew that I wanted to teach, so I didn't want to do that. So I was like, I wanted to do a placement year because I didn't want to just do my three years of undergrad. So I was like, what can I do that will make me more employable? So, um. I saw the pro like the program on like the 
Queen's management system or something and I was like and I knew a girl that actually done it before and I was like I might as well apply for this but I knew how competitive it was and I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too disheartened if I don't get it but yeah that was one of the reasons I wanted to travel and I thought this is going to be really good when I'm doing my application for my PGCE and I believe that it's the reason why I got in. Brilliant, it's good, good to hear that. Uh, and Brendan, same question again. What, what made you apply um, for Canada? Um, yeah, well, basically, um, I applied a bit early. So I applied when I was in first year uni and then did my second year away. And it was, I mean, it's had great um, like consequences in terms of employability, but it was mainly just because I just wanted some sort of like a bit of a change and um, to do something new. And um, yeah, so it was, it was kind of based on that. Great. Well, uh, I'll stick with you, Brendan. How did yeah. you find the, the application process um, for Studious or for sorry, the, the Canadian Exchange? And be kind because it was probably me who was driving you on. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it was, it's too difficult to be honest. Like, there's um, a bit of like a personal statement aspect to it, uh, but like, um, you're going to have to do that a lot. Um, proceeding um after your degree anyway so it, it's kind of good practice and it, it isn't too strenuous like there's an application form basically that you submit and then you go for um an interview but it's it's not it's not that daunting it's more like um of a chat with a, a couple different people and to just kind of gauge where you're at and you know whether you it's it's the right program for you and stuff but um no it isn't too bad the application process i didn't think yeah um same question to yourself um, Ryan, how did you find the application process for study essay? It seems, as I remember, it's quite similar to, to what Brian was talking about, but if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving us your thoughts. Yeah, well, initially there's a written aspect, um, four or five questions that pretty much make up a personal statement. Um, and they weren't too bad. Um, and then if you're lucky enough, you're invited to interview, which is a formal interview. Mine was held in Queens, actually. so to wear business wear and stuff. So that was a little bit intimidating, but not that bad really. Um, and then if you're successful at that stage, they'll invite you back for a more informal um, interview of where they might send you, you know, based on your interests or your past experiences. Um, so yeah, overall it wasn't too bad. And I think with Studio said that it's pretty quick turnaround. I mean, from the time you apply to getting the offer. I think it's November to December uh, or mm -hmm. so. so, yeah. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Ryan. Um, we'll, we'll start um, looking at the, the actual uh, opportunities itself. So, Robin, um, if you would mind, you know, obviously you've got on to the programme, you're thinking about going and then you arrive in the US. What was your first impressions of getting to the US and being on the programme? Um, so yeah, it was pretty terrifying when I arrived. Um, I think everyone probably felt the same. They were, I arrived and was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? And then as a, I wasn't a business student, so I was like, am I going to hate my classes? Um, but luckily, I like I loved all my classes. Even like I took classes in biology and chemistry, but I took um, business related ones because you have to. And yeah, I loved it. It was so good. And I think um, it's important to know that like everyone's in the same boat and like we had like Ryan was on my cohort and we had like a Facebook group and if you ever needed anyone like there was always someone to help you out and like you were never alone so yeah it's obviously daunting um you're across the world on your own but all in all at the start I was it was a really positive experience and I didn't feel like I was ever too far away from anyone that could help me so yeah 
Yeah. Um, so your question to yourself, Brendan, how, you know, when you got there, um, how did you find the start and in getting integrated into life in, in, in Kingston? Yeah, like the, the first day or two is, is a bit daunting. Like I got to Toronto and hadn't hadn't actually moved down to the university town yet and was a bit kind of scared about it all. The, the thing with Study Canada, it's a bit smaller than Study USA, so there's not as many people going. So there was three of us going from Queens and I knew one of the girls a bit, uh, but we were all kind of doing different things. We all went to different times and all had different uh, accommodations sorted. So one of the girls was um, sheet find a house with these Canadian girls and was doing that. Um, another was in this sort of like public housing thing. And then I, I got on the university halls. So I was living in the international halls at the university. Um, but that that would be a big thing I would recommend would be to try and get into the halls if you get on get onto the program. Um, if you apply early, you, you tend to, they're quite good um, at Queens and Kingston for getting you um, sorted. Um, and yeah, once you were once I got there, it was absolutely fine because everyone in my halls were international students, so everyone was in the same boat. And yeah, you just made friends with everyone, and yeah, from then it was it was fine. Brilliant, thanks, Brian. Um, I should say that we will be covering um, just a bit of information on the, the University Exchange Program in Canada after we chat to, to the students now. So that's one of our next slides after this. Um, so Ryan, uh, I suppose was there anything? When you got there, was there anything that helped you get maybe integrated into life in the US? Did you like join any clubs or societies, or did you do anything like that just to you know get over that initial you know first few weeks, first month? Yeah, uh, so I, I joined an actus, which we have at Queens as well. I think it's global. Uh, I joined an actus pretty early on in the semester, and that's where I made the bulk of of my friends there. Um, obviously, you have international student society. Which was really good but at my college most of the other international students were only there for one semester so when i ba went back after christmas they were all gone um but i had the anactus friends still there who were all american um so that really helped me integrate um and also to travel a bit more too i mean most of my friends had cars and they would just drive us places and stuff um which was good. It was nice not to be stuck on campus and have that sort of uh, outlet in a way. Yeah, it's nice to see some more of the US rather than just your own wee town or, or city. Um, I suppose the, the experiences themselves are fantastic. Um, but Robin, apart from the, you know, the living on a US campus and enjoying that side of things, what other things did you gain from your experience? I'm thinking of more the kind of personal and professional development. Sorry to Robin. Oh, your your mic's off, Robin. Uh, no, I think we've we, we've lost it. I suppose. And um, just while you get your mic sorted, Robin, I'll, I'll maybe hand that question over to maybe Brendan. Um, what? How did will you? What? What uh, skills did you gain? You know, from your experience. Um. Yeah, well, it it really helps um with kind of your CV and stuff having international experience um just because it shows like independence and like adaptability and stuff um and those are definitely things I gained like um I, I was living out in first year anyway in Belfast but it's just such a different experience when you move away because you know um like you're completely independent but it's. I mean, it's scary for a little bit when you first get there, but it's like, it's, it's the best thing ever. Like, so, um, 
yeah, I don't know. You came out. Yeah, and I suppose there's, you know, although it's still an English-speaking country, there's the cultural awareness side of things of, you know, Canadian life um, and building up those those networks as well. Um, I'll come back to you, Robin, because hopefully you've got your uh, your headphones kind of sorted. Um, in terms of costs for Study USA, how did you find it um, cost-wise, and did you find the experience expensive or, you know, no, sorry, we so, still maybe experiencing, that's all right, Robin, um, that's grand. If you just hang on, that'd be brilliant. Um, I'll, I'll go to yourself, Ryan. How did you find the costs um, for Study USA? Yeah, well, Study USA or the British Council cover most of, of the experience. So, your room and your board, uh, the tuition fees are waived, textbook allowance, that goes a long way. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously, to travel, uh, to have your own spending money if you want to buy clothes or something. Um, you have to save that up yourself. I would say, I can't remember how much exactly I brought out, but in between two and three grand, and still that's a stretch. I, in my experience, it was at least. Um, so it can be a little bit expensive when you get out there, but that is entirely dependent on sort of your lifestyle out there. If you do want to do a bit more traveling, save more before you go. Um, and also, legally you can only work on campus um so if there's on campus jobs that's great it's a bit more income uh, if not you're, you're gonna have to rely on your savings for the extra activities but i mean i didn't have to buy groceries i didn't have to pay rent and stuff um so the, the scholarship itself is a, is a great help yeah brilliant um same question um, to yourself brendan how did you find the, the canadian exchange considering you know, the, the cost wise. Yeah, um, a little bit more expensive just because uh, accommodation isn't covered um, and like groceries and stuff isn't like, they just kind of, you get your fees obviously sorted um, and there's a lot, like there are a lot of grants available. Like there was two or three grants that I got before I went that were maybe like 600 pound. And I think one might've been like, one was like a thousand that covered your flights and something else. So there were things like that. Uh, but apart from that, it was just kind of saving before I went. And I think it ended up working out about probably about four. The, the rent out there is about 500 pounds a month. So um, I ended up spending, I think, about 4,000 over the, the um, third semester. So it is quite expensive. Yeah, and, and you kind of touched on something that um, maybe students aren't aware of, that there are some funding options available um, at, you know, across the university and with specific schools. So always we would advise if they're thinking about doing any of these opportunities, you know, check with your school office to see if there's any funding available. Um, sometimes they'll be able to provide something, sometimes they won't. And um, sometimes we have a bit of money that we'll be able to provide. Um, but yeah, don't rule out a program just because you know you think it's going to be really expensive. There can be other options there as well. Um, any major um, kind of things, experiences of your time that really uh, stick out in your mind, um, like going to a certain place or um, anything that sticks out, um, Ryan, um, from your time in, in uh, Illinois? There was, I don't know, there's so much. I mean, I went to New York and Milwaukee and St. Louis and stuff, but I was also based pretty much in Chicago, which is as good as it gets, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. So every weekend, just heading into downtown Chicago and doing some sightseeing, um, we'd 
free museum passes and stuff with her college, which was great. But honestly, the, the highlight for me was just living everyday American life. Um, because it's very rare you get that opportunity. Um, you know, you might go on a holiday and you're doing a lot of sightseeing and you're busy, busy, busy. But uh, having the chance to just live and study in America, um, it, w it was just incredible. Um, I, miss it. I miss it a lot, actually. So I'll have to go back one day. Yeah. Um, what about yourself, Brandon? Anything that kind of specifically stands out in your mind? Yeah, I mean, there were lots of things similar to what Ram was saying. Like, we did lots of trips. Like, we went to um, where Kingston is. It's kind of on the border to America. So we went down to America a couple of times to New York and stuff, uh, Montreal, uh, Toronto. Uh, I was in, I joined, I just joined loads of clubs when I got there to try and, like, meet a couple of people in the first few days. And there was, like, a, there was a big, like, camping life and stuff in Canada because there's so much, um, like amazing like natural sites so um we went on loads of like camping trips to different places and like ski trips and stuff um but yeah like all the friends that i made out there like we're still like i'm, I'm just back from barcelona and it was um me and all the ones i lived with in canada were meeting up again so like um it like continues after uh, you finish as well which is great yeah no, that's, and that's something we hear from a lot of students who've been out in these sort of programs. The network of friends that you build up um, continues for years, and it's it's places it's it's a couch to sleep on in a different country, or you know someone you visit at a different time. So it's fantastic. Um, I think we've still Robin's still having just problems with her her mic or her headphones. So um, uh, I don't know, Robin, can you still are you able to talk? Maybe not. No, I think she's still have problems. That's fine. That's fine. Guys, we're just going to draw to a, a finish here. So, any um, maybe final, final advice or encouragement um, about your program that you were on to, to any students thinking about doing it? And I'll start with yourself, Ryan. Yeah, I would say if you're eligible and interested, go to some workshops at Queen's. You know, information sessions, application sessions, um, and then apply. Uh, don't get too caught up on the, on the, oh, you know, will I get homesick questions yet? Just apply and see what happens. If you get an offer, great, then you can make the decision at that point. Um, but if you're at all interested, just give it a go. Um, and from experience, I had a brilliant time. Everyone in my cohort, as far as I know, had a brilliant time in Studio C. Um, and I, I would just absolutely recommend giving it a go. Brilliant. Thanks, Ryan. And yourself, Brian? Yeah, mine would be similar. Just 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 do it, just apply because um like there's no real downside to it. The worst the worst thing's gonna happen is you're gonna get there and not enjoy it and then come home. But I, I don't know anyone who's done that. Like uh, as soon as you get there everyone just loves it and it will just be the best time. So I would just encourage everyone to do it. Yeah. Brilliant. Listen, folks, um, thanks, thanks, Robin, thanks, Brendan, thanks, Ryan, for your, your input there um, on, on the programmes. Um, uh, we're going to continue on with the, with the Canadian experiences. So, guys, I'll get used to just um, turn off your mics and your cameras. But thanks very much um, for coming along and to, to let students hear how you've gone on. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. So we're just going to go on now into the opportunities um, in Canada. Um, so the, uh, the three we're going to look at is the Canadian Exchange Programme, which uh, Brendan was talking about. That was the one he was on. 
um, some of the summer camps, um, like Camp Canada and Camp America, uh, and then the MIPAX Research Internship. So first of all, um, the University Exchange Program, like I said, that's the one Brendan um, was out on to um, Queen's University Kingston. So it allows students to spend a semester um, or a full academic year in an institution in Canada. And we also have one link with an institution in Australia. So three links in total, um, University, Queen's University Kingston, that Brendan was on, the University of Alberta in Edmonton, and then also uh, uh, the University of Newcastle in New South Wales in Australia. Um, this program works a wee bit similar to the Erasmus program, which you, you may have heard of, um, in that you can spend a year or a semester um, in one of these um, institutions studying um, your subject. Um, it's a fantastic way not only just to experience a new country or city, um, but also you know, don't underestimate how, how good it is to see another style of teaching. Uh, and potentially you can take subjects or modules that you may not have been able to take here at Queen's. Um, the exchange, it's only open to full-time undergrad students, but of, of any nationality. Um, but what I would bear in mind is there are some subject res uh, restrictions, and for that reason, we always ask that you, you seek permission from your school before you even start to apply for the programme. Um, the time that you spend uh, in Canada or Australia um, would replace the time that you have been in Queen's. So it won't prolong your degree by any length, like the Study USA programme. Um, and the time that you spend out there in Canada or Australia uh, and the modules that you do, the marks that you, you get will be returned uh, and transferred back when you return to Queen's. Um, in terms of, uh, of fees, any uh, NIGB or EU students spending the full year um, on the University Exchange Programme um, would, uh, would only pay uh, half fees to Queen's for the year that you're out, and that's the current or current guidance on that. Um, any students spending one semester um, out on the University Exchange Programme will just pay the normal fees to Queen's. Now that half fee waiver um, doesn't apply to international students. Um, and also in the past, we've been able to give students um, a bursary um, for when they've been when they've been gone out. Um, the students who are gone out this year. Um, and there are about six, I think, in total got out over either this semester, the full year, or second semester only. Um, we've been able to give them £750 to go towards to go towards the likes of flights or just you know, to help them when they, when they start up. And we would hope to continue that um, as we go through the years, um, which yeah, it's just a kind of a helping hand when, when they get out there. Uh, in terms of applications, um, they usually open them, we, we usually open them towards the end of the year. Um, and then interviews um, are planned for around about uh, January, February time. Um, if you keep an eye on my future, that's where we'll be promoting the programme and, and, and opening up the applications. Uh, we'll be running another information session um, uh, specifically, specifically for the University Exchange Programme, and that'll be on Wednesday, the 1st of December. Again, that'll be advertised on my future um, as well. Now, I will be on a stand at the, the International Fair on Wednesday, um, a, a stand specifically for this programme. So if you want to talk more about it, you can come along and, and, and chat to me um, from 12 to 2 on Wednesday um, at, that, at that stand. So in terms of summer camps, now summer camps are probably one of the most underrated ways of, of getting that global experience. Um, uh, they, they're paid um, summer jobs in a range of camps. Um, there's sports camps, there's religious camps, there's camps for children with special needs. So there's different, different um, uh, 
areas that the camps are in. Um, and then there's a, a variety of different roles within the camps. Some are for camp counsellors, some are for maybe support staff, some can be for sports coaches. So don't just assume that you're, you're going out to, to be maybe uh, just a camp leader. And um, there's a few, loads of different roles and loads of different types of camps as well. Um, we would always aware, uh, advise to be aware that there'll be costs for undertaking these camps. Um, and we've got a few just kind of listed there. Um, always with these sort of opportunities and actually with any global opportunities, we would always advise reading the small print and to make sure you're aware of what costs are actually involved. Um, most of the roles at summer camps will have a salary. Um, and from our research, they're around about between $600 and $1,250 um, per month, and depending on the camp that you go to and the role that you're undertaking. Um, there also is the, the chance to do a bit of traveling. Um, your visa, which will usually be set up or in conjunction with the, the, the camp, um, should allow you to do a bit of traveling at the end of it. Um, just to make you aware that we will have um, some of these camps represented at the fair on Wednesday, and um, that includes American Summers, BUNAC, um, CCUSA, uh, US Summer Camp, USA Summer Camps, and uh, Camp America will all be at the at the fair and have stalls at the fair on Wednesday. So if you're interested in undertaking a, a summer camp um, and just want a bit more information, come along to the fair and chat to these organisations. So I'll hand you back to my colleague Rory, who will just talk about the MyTax. Sorry, no, I'll talk about the MyTax. Um, this uh, opportunity allows students to spend uh, a summer um, on, a, on a research internship in one of uh, 45 different institutions across Canada. Um, and all subject areas um, are considered um, for this program. Uh, it's a great way to see Canada um, and experience, again, a different uh, type of teaching kind of the university exchange. Um, and the research that you do would be undertaken at that university would be supervised by a Canadian lecturer. Um, it's a really, really well-funded program. So your flights, your visa, your accommodation are all, all covered by the program. Um, and you would also receive a living stipend um, for your time there. Um, in terms of eligibility, um, you must be a full-time undergraduate student, either in the first of a three-year course or the second of a four-year course. And you must have good marks to go on this program. So you must be averaging 65 plus um, and then be, be fluent in uh, oral or written English and or French. Um, so this is a fantastic opportunity, again, to, to see a bit of Canada and go out, you know, uh, during the summer on a research internship. Um, if you're interested in this program, keep an eye on my future. Once um, it's up and running, we'll um, be advertising all the details there. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on my future. Or if you want, you can chat to the Global Opportunities team at the fair um, on on Wednesday, and um, my colleague Rory will be actually on our stalls, so and he'll be able to chat to you there. So, um, in terms of what else is happening during Go Global Week, I've kind of covered, or we've kind of covered all the programs that we would kind of promote. So, other events happening, um, we will have a, a session specifically for international students happening later on today, and um, that runs from three to four o'clock. Um, so if you're interested in hearing uh, about the opportunities that are open to, to international students, um, I'm just going to pop the link to that up in the chat now. So anybody wants to, to go on that program. Um, on tomorrow, we'll have a similar session to today's, but we'll be focusing on, on Europe rather than the US and Canada. 
Same time, it'll be from one to two. So if you're interested in hearing about the likes of the Erasmus programme or the Student Language Bureau that have got opportunities in Europe, please um, register for that session. Again, I'll pop it up in the chat now um, so you can register. And uh, also, uh, as I've been mentioning throughout the session today, um, I'm promoting our Go Global uh, International Virtual International Fair, which happens on Wednesday from 12 to 2. Fantastic opportunity um, to get to speak to a lot of organisations. We've got about 35 stalls at the fair, um, and you can come along and just chat to um, to any of these organisations, look at their stalls, find out more information, um, and it's a great starting point for for starting your journey on your global experience. So again, folks in the chat there, I've just put up the link um, to the fair and you can register for it. Um, and the last session that we have this week is uh, again, another kind of workshop focusing on, on, on Asia this time. And that'll be happening on Thursday, again, at one o'clock. So I'm gonna just pop again this link up in the chat and you should be able to, to register from there. If you require any further information, any of the uh, programs or anything that we've we've talked about today, you can always email us at goglobal at qb.ac.uk or give us a wee call. Now, bear in mind, um, as you can probably see from behind Rory and myself, we're still partially working from home. So probably the best thing to do is to drop us um, drop us an email um, if you can, and uh, we'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. And then our website link is there also. And finally, what I'm going to do is put up our video um, that kind of promotes these global opportunities. It's a fantastic video and uh, it it's kind of encourages to get onto these programs. So hopefully it'll start now. Okay, folks, I hope that kind of provided a bit of um, inspiration for you to maybe undertake some of these um, global opportunities. And um, one thing I just wanted to mention is that uh, when we talked about Study USA earlier, um, 
just to make you aware that the study USA application process is actually live on the, on the British Council website um, at the minute um, with a closing date of the 15th of November. Um, we are running an information session, like I said, um, next Wednesday, uh, the 20th. Um, so if you're interested in the programme, come along to that information session, get to hear from British Council themselves talking about the programme and all the, the eligibility criteria and the costs involved. And there will be a further um, session um, later in the year as well, just before the applications close. But if you're interested, uh, speak to um, British Council at the set or fair on Wednesday. We'll come along to that standalone session um, next Wednesday. So I think we might have covered all the questions that were in the chat. Um, I say there's the, just there's one just from Rebecca okay. in regards to Watch Island programme. So Rebecca, just to answer your question, uh, they, the organisation hoped to open their application process at the end of October, I am just going to post a link where you can register your an, exp, an expression of interest, and then they'll be able to direct contact you directly just with up to date information. In terms of sort of postgraduate um, PhD students, uh, we have had postgrads take part before. Um, I suppose you have to discuss with your supervisor or your advisor studies whether you can manage the two of them. Um, and also sort of have a chat with the Washington Iron Programme at the fair on Wednesday when they come along. In terms of the eight-week placement, it takes place just at the start of summer and then throughout the year bef before the programme, before the summer, you'll have sort of orientation sessions and pre-departure sessions and team building activities. And then there'll obviously be the activities when uh, you come back from the US experience. So as I say, I'd recommend just have a chat with the programme providers at the fair. And then obviously just keep an eye on, on the careers events page for their specific information sessions. See another one just come in there, Rory, just in case you're just Yep, it's just again you can apply for the Washington program in, in first to fan year or even just as a recent graduate. So last year, unfortunately, the international aspect of the program didn't take place, but students were able to do it virtually and we had a number of first years that took part. Um so as I say, first years are it's are eligible to apply for it. And folks, I think if there's no other questions, and I don't see any more coming in, I think we've covered um, or answered a lot of the questions that come in through the chat. Can you be in your first year at First WSA? Now, you have to apply in your second year, Jasmine. Um, one of the criteria is that you apply in your second year and, and go out then the, the year after. So it has to be second year that you're applying. Um, so I don't think there's any more questions. As I mentioned, um, if you have anything, you can always come along to the fair and ask us or um, email goglobal at qub.ac.uk. Um, so, folks, I think we'll wrap it up there. And just to thank um, Ryan and Brendan and uh, Robin for coming along and sharing their experience. Um, you know, a lot of the experiences that the students do are wonderful, so it's great to hear that. So hopefully we'll see you guys at the International Fair on Wednesday or one of our other sessions during the week. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up and, and, and say goodbye. Thanks everyone. Bye bye. You've been listening to a podcast from the Careers, Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. To access additional Go Global Week 2021 resources, please visit our website go.qub.ac.uk slash careers or follow at QB Careers on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.